When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFL season is winding down. The playoffs, they'll be here before you know it. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has offers that are getting even more amazing. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Don't miss this action and just use code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get NFL action with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Even in the morning. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. Just bet $5 on any NFL team and win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. you got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Last week in 2021, Will. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. And it can't come soon enough, especially for Broncos fans, especially for half the NFL fans whose teams won't make the playoffs. We're going to pick every game for week 17, which is not the last week of the season anymore. We got one more dumb week after this, then playoffs. A lot to discuss today. Drew Locke's going to start. John Madden passed away. We'll give some New Year's resolutions for the Broncos. All of that after I say a couple important things. First, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you sign up over at DraftKings. Do it. Especially if you want to bet on sports. If you don't, then I don't know why you'd sign up at DraftKings. Mm -mm. But the option's there. Or, if you want to support this channel, support me, supporting Will, BenchWarmerBrew.com. That's my coffee. Really fine bean coffee. Ethically sourced, carbon neutral, specialty grade. Not, like, coffee's got to pass some bars, some milestones to be considered specialty grade highest grade of coffee bean possible and the cheapest way to get bench warmer brew is through the subscription service uh you save 25 percent by ordering and subscribing you can have coffee delivered as much as you want as little as you want that's the cheapest way to do it i'm brandon perna my co-host will keys this is a football podcast Will. Hi. Hey. How's it going? You might, you might notice Will in a, a different location today. 
This is his new location. His new finally. His new desk. Assuming this place does not catch on fire, he can stay there as long as he wants. Yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Um, Yeah. It's great to be out of my parents' house. I love them both. But um, it was time. It's been time for several months now. And I have a new office from which to work, from which to do this show, from which to do our Patreon Zoom tomorrow. Please check that out. yeah. Hell um, yeah. I think I, I said this yesterday, but this this is going to usher in a new era um, of prosperity for That's Good Sports. And I can't wait for 2022. It's going to be our best year yet. Best year to date. Unless, of course, the channel keeps growing at a snail's pace like it currently <laughs> is doing. Then it will be the same as this year, probably. But... Uh, Good things. I, we're gonna we're gonna have good things. Yeah, I saw a photo of your your desk on Instagram, Will. And prior yeah. to the desk arriving, you said assembly time estimate was eight hours. Correct. And the first thing I noticed was that it's nearly identical to my desk. Um, it's got like the metal frame layout, the fake wood that you got to hand screw in. This is fake. Um, no, 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 it's real. It's real. I guess it is. My question. Yeah. How long did it take you to assemble? More than eight hours. Really? <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm wow. not like, uh, it, there are a lot of pieces. You might say that it looks like your desk. I'm just going to go out there and say that the assembly time was probably twice as much as your desk. I don't know. I don't know very much about your desk. I've only seen it a few times. Um, but this was complicated. This was difficult. Um, it didn't help that I put a few things on backwards and had to take them off and, and reverse oh, them. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. But um, all that labor was worth it. All that labor was worth it. I'm, I can say that uh, easily. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this one took me about three straight hours to put together and I know I could have done it faster had I had a drill available, but oh, I did. I did have a drill too. <laughs> I hand I hand did every single one of the things because they're all like the. Well, maybe I didn't. Maybe I did have a drill, but that's all the Allen wrench shit. I just remember yeah, hate those. Afterwards, I was like, that took me three three and a half hours. My hand hurt from all of the the tightening, and I was like, never again, never again. Um, so I sympathize with you cause I've been there. Thank you. Yeah. That Allen wrench really sucks. Um, it's that same feeling after like, you know, you take a test in high school on the blue book and you got that pencil and you're writing in a small little notebook for two and a half hours and your hand right. just kind of cramps up. It's the same feeling as that. Yeah. It's, uh, that's how I assume Pat Shermer, right. Uh, does his game plans just by yeah. hand. You're like, Pat, you've got seven sheets to work with here. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to fit it all on this one note card. I just need this one note card mm-hmm. to call all my plays on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, you get one note card. And then he he shows up to the um, coordinator booth and he forgot his glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't read it, guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's, um, let's, whoops. Let's put Cortland Sutton at tight end. How about that? How about that? I saw uh, – an- I mean, Tim Jenkins puts a, a lot of nice little breakdowns on uh, Twitter. 
that he does. And I saw one where there was a play where Drew Locke missed Albert O. Well, he overthrew him. And during the game, you saw Locke like doing this after the play. I was like, oh, he must, uh, Albert O must have messed up there. That's kind of like the extent of my knowledge goes. But Jenkins broke it down where he pointed out how Albert O didn't run the route exactly right and how the Broncos coaching the receiver on the uh, right wideout position, not coaching the correct route for him to run in this situation to draw the safety away from Albert O and why that play was doomed for failure basically before it even started. Um, So I just thought it was interesting. And then another little wrinkle in, you know, the offense actually not being coached well enough. And Drew Locke's going to start again this week because, you know, Teddy's still in the concussion protocol. And that makes sense because it's a bad concussion. It's a second concussion. And even though the game was horrible, the offense didn't do anything. I didn't think Drew Locke did anything where you, even if Teddy was healthy, where you shouldn't start Drew Locke again. He wasn't worse than Teddy, wasn't necessarily better than him, but even if Teddy is was healthy this week, I think the right move is to give Locke a, another chance to start there because if anything, the it's from for a viewer, it's just a little bit different. And last week was hard to watch, but I don't I don't blame Locke for it necessarily. Yeah, no, it it, it is one of those seasons where yeah, Teddy is not the number one reason why we're seven and eight, but it feels like, God, in an, in a seventeen game season, like you, so at some point you need to make change for the sake of change, just to make these games watchable, just to get us to come back and like have something to, uh, yeah. get moderately excited for. And yeah, I, I don't think he played poorly at all. Um, I don't want to go out there and say he played a good game because how can you say that? In the, you know, in a situation where the offense essentially yeah. up six points, you know, they got the Javante Williams touchdown that was set up by Bradley Chubb's interception return. But for all intents and purposes, they put up six points plus a missed field goal by McManus. You know, one of those field goals was 55 yards. So they, they really, um, you know, they didn't march the ball up and down the field, but um, people want to give Drew Locke a medal for not turning the ball over. Like, <laughs> That's what Teddy Bridgewater does half the time, and and that's not getting the job done. Uh, that's not enough in in the modern NFL. No. Just to, I mean, it's a different story when your when your run game produces like uh, six yards on eight carries or whatever it was. There's more than that, um, but just not turning the ball over isn't enough. And I know that he kind of got screwed on a couple of drops and a play where Cortland Sutton should have made the catch. So I don't want to like go out there and say he played poorly because he didn't, but he also I'm not gonna um, you know commend him for an, an incredible game or say like um, this yeah. is enough to Drew Lock in the building next year because I don't think it was. I think my my takeaway was like if Teddy were quarterback last week against the Raiders, I don't think that game is any different. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. No, it, it looked like he had been taking notes from Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, like. Just go out there, Drew, and sling the shit out of the football. Uh, the run game not working screws everything. It screws it everything does. up. <laughs> and uh, the Broncos should be playing football like the Philadelphia Eagles right now, in my opinion. That's their their blueprint, their format. 
and they couldn't do it against the Raiders. The Chargers' run defense—I mean, the Raiders' run defense wasn't good heading into that game, but the Chargers' run defense bad. So the Broncos—they yeah. might go out and beat the Chargers and hurt themselves in terms of where their draft position is going to be. But I think back to when the Broncos signed Teddy Bridgewater, we are exactly where we thought we'd be at this point in the season. And that sucks, which they've won a couple too many games to be in a position to for sure draft whoever they want at quarterback, Mm -hmm. if that's the route they want to go. And uh, yeah, it's they're middling. They're middling again. We're becoming broken records talking about it. They're, and... They forced us into, uh, you know, sounding like broken records. It's not our fault. It's their fault because it is their the fault. Team, the team itself is a broken record. Yeah. So how could we come out with anything new or interesting to say? No, I saw. I can't remember if it was Albright or Andrew Mason tweeted that last week against the Raiders, the Broncos only had two drives that netted more than twenty-five yards. Yeah. And the last time that happened was when Kendall Hinton was the starting quarterback for the Broncos. <laughs> so that's yeah, how pathetic like, it was. How can we, week. you know, how can we pat Drew Locke on the back for that? Yeah, he didn't turn over. He didn't turn the ball over. Great. I would trade a couple turnovers for um, a couple touchdowns, a couple good drives. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. <clears throat> it's just you know. It, People, the whole like common refrain on Drew Locke is that, well, he's more exciting. Like, not really. Um, you know, I guess he's exciting in games where, you know, he throws four touchdowns, and I guess it's exciting to see him throw four interceptions against the Raiders too. But um, to do neither is, you know, what's the point of that? That's just bad television. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I think people look at him – like he has the potential to be Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert without really though. any of the evidence, right? He's yeah. had like maybe one or two games where you could compare him to those guys. And that was more the result of playing like a shitty defense than anything. Texans game and Panthers game comes to mind in those two situations, but he's not those guys because those guys came in and Herbert was not the projected starter. He was thrown into the role. He had a coach that did not want to start him, but he played so well that they had no other choice. And Herbert's not perfect, uh, obviously, but like Joe Burrow, he came out and he has been exactly what you would want from a first overall draft pick at the quarterback position the entire time. And... This last week, it sticks out, obviously, because he threw for 525 yards and four touchdowns against decimated Ravens defense. But, like, Locke hasn't shown anything to the level that those guys have shown. So, it's – and we've known that. But at this point, with two games left, I don't want to see Teddy back on the field because I don't think – there's no point. It's in, there's no point. And I think if the Broncos coaches throw him out there, they're assholes because we know how serious (laughs) brain injuries are. And there's no way, even if he clears 
from team doctors that his brain is ready to go. And if you have any actual respect for Teddy Bridgewater as a human and a coach, you keep him off the field for the remainder of this season. Yeah, you just like you take his helmet away, <laughs> make him inactive. Yeah. And um, maybe you could argue to do. like if the Broncos had won last week and they actually had a chance to get to the, the postseason. But if they won, then, then they would have won because of Drew Locke. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, that's all. Of, there's no real news right now for the Broncos. No. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a little bit of a preview for the game as usual it, on Saturday. Did it make you kind of sad like this last week? knowing, you know, that we're basically out of the playoffs, um, virtually eliminated, like being like, let's just fast forward to the off season. That's kind sure. of a sad feeling because you know that in late May, you do anything for a football game. Yeah. I think about that. But then again, we do have the USFL. We got the USFL coming. I just finished that video today. It's going to upload on That's Good Sports after uh, later this afternoon. I don't see earlier this afternoon, depending when I get this podcast up. But um, yeah, I've been thinking about that because by this point in the season, I'm burnt out of recapping Broncos games. If there if there's excitement for playoffs. I'd be excited about recapping them, but I right. didn't even recap it this week. I just made a video about why Governor Polish should ban Pat Shermer from the state. Uh, I'm tired of doing a recap of every single NFL game. On has he has Monday. he put out a statement? By the way, has he put out a statement yet? Uh, no response? statement from the governor or from Pat Shermer. So not looking I, good. I did see one from faux Pat Shermer. Yeah, which I assume is his burner account. I'd be, I'd really be hiding in, I'd be hiding in plain sight to yeah. just make your burner account fake, Pat Shermer. That would be funny. Yeah. I like, I, I, like I, lo- I, I love faux Pat Shermer. I just tell him to shut up all the time on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. fun. I kind of hurt his feelings every time I say he should go to prison. Yeah. No, but it's a good follow because he engages. <laughs> yeah. um, so check it out if you haven't already. Um, Broncos New Year's resolutions. They're pretty simple for me, Will. Uh, yeah. Starting with fire your offensive coordinator, fire your special teams coach, fire your wide receivers coach, and... Do a serious inventory on Vic Fangio. Okay. I like that. Because that's where I'm, I'm kind of right there on Fangio too. Um, I'm, I'm, I go back and forth. And now that they're, yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe it says something that they didn't fire him this week because now maybe. is the, you know, the official interview window. And now the yeah. Jags are getting a head start on all these coaches. Yeah. They can only have the, one though. The, this is the best part. Because the the Bears could have fired Matt Nagy early, they yes. didn't. So the like the Texans are going to stick with David Coley, maybe I guess. Uh, he, I'm not saying he's doing a bad job, but you thought maybe that that coaching position would open up. The Seahawks, if they were going to move on from Pete Carroll, you could maybe argue they should do that now. But the whole two week hiring window, 
it's only the Jags and the Jags kept Trent Baalke, which a lot of coaches do yeah. not want to coach for on top yeah. of an organization coaches do not want to coach for. So they have basically no leverage. And this week was interesting for the Broncos next head coach. If they decide to go that way, because I heard, I think it was on the NFL network. Nathaniel Hackett's name came up. Yeah. The, Pat- the Packers offensive coordinator. I think that was Monday. And it wasn't even related to the Broncos. It was just like, this might be a hot name uh, in the coaching cycle, Nathaniel Hackett. And I was like, oh, shit, I I forgot the Packers have an offensive coordinator because all we hear about is Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. The next day is when Nathaniel Hackett's name gets linked to the Broncos by um, Peter King saying the Broncos, they could give up draft picks, Jerry Judy, for Aaron Rodgers, hire Nathaniel Hackett, which Rodgers would want to come to Denver as their head coach, and then sign Devontae Adams this offseason to bring in with Aaron Rodgers, which, uh, yes, if I had to give up Jerry Judy for Devontae Adams, I'm going to do it. But uh, I just thought if the Broncos are actually in on Aaron Rodgers, then bringing in the OC from Green Bay that Rodgers has a relationship with already that is your smartest play. And I don't even know if Hackett's the right guy to be a head coach, but if that's what it took to get Rodgers, that's what you do. But Hackett was one of the names that came up in Jacksonville. Yeah. And, uh, so was Dan Quinn, but Dan Quinn turned that shit down right away. Yeah, which is apparently because of bulky. Here's um, kind of a feather in uh, Nathaniel Hackett's cap, just looking at his Ooh. Wikipedia page. I didn't remember this. Um so he's been the offensive coordinator in Green Bay from 2019 until now. Um, before then, do you know where he was? No. He was in Jacksonville. He was the offensive coordinator. Oh, yes. Blake Bortles came within, uh, you know, a Miles Jack play of going to the Super Bowl. Yes. He um, was – yeah, he, he coordinated that offense to uh, – to elite heights. Yeah, I did read that. And uh the the Dan Quinn to Jacksonville before he 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 turned it down, it was like uh because Daryl Bevel is the interim head coach. And before that they had Gus Bradley, right? <laughs> so yeah. it'd been like all of the Seahawks, former Seahawks like defensive coordinators <laughs> would have basically had a shot to be head coach in Jacksonville. Which is just another like weird, funny sort of angle there, but yeah, I mean, if Nathaniel Hackett can coach up Blake Bortles, Aaron Rodgers likes him. If that's what it actually took, I mean, is Peter King just floating that shit out there because you need something to talk about, or probably are they probably <laughs> okay. okay? I mean, you can say this and, and say like, yeah, this would be an ideal scenario for Aaron Rodgers. Um, that obviously it doesn't mean it's going to happen. And no, it doesn't mean it's the most likely scenario. It's just presenting a scenario. It's a scenario. Aaron Rodgers is the ultimate wild card. He is like, what? (laughs) How can you ever plan on having a beat on what Aaron Rodgers wants or what he is planning on doing? I don't think Aaron Rodgers knows what he wants to do six months in advance. No. 
I mean, how many people really know what they want to do six months in advance? No, it's like it, that's why it's so crazy, you know, to say that I didn't believe it when people were going to say, okay, Green Bay will facilitate a trade at the end of this season. Back when they said that when Rodgers first came back to Green Bay in training camp, you know, so much is going to change over the course of a season. You, they could win the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers could say, why would I ever want to leave this place? Or um, yeah. anything could happen, really. And so why could we ever bank on that? I don't know. Um, it's never been planned. It, it's never been, you know, the most likely situation, but it's it's so enticing that you have to treat it as plan A, plan A, B, and C, really. Yeah. With Russell Wilson coming in at, at D. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett. He looks sure. Why not? He went to UC Davis. Give it to him. Uh, Bills. <laughs> He's pretty good with Kyle Orton over <laughs> over in Buffalo for <laughs> for a season. Good for do him. Do it. Do it. Well, if you want to think about pr- predicting the future. I don't know. Maybe check out DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The NFL season is winding down. The playoffs will be here before you know it, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has some offers that are getting even more amazing. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get NFL action with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Maybe the Broncos' offense will rush for more than 20 yards this week. Who knows? I'm sure that's a prop bet you can check out. DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable, unlike the Broncos' offense. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NFL team and win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. It must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Will. We've got games to pick. Let's do it. Let's freaking do it. All right. Let's take a look here. Where are we ranked now? We got Travis Moody still atop there. Although his lead is going down a bit. Just 100 points for Travis. Evan Howell sneaking up behind him, as is Dalton Macy. And whoa, look at Billy Billy Bob Joe, 140 points this week. That's pretty impressive, Billy Bob. Good job, Bill. Uh, Kevin hanging in there. Hope to see Kevin in the Zoom. Uh, And then where the hell are we? Let's scroll down. Oh, we're not even on the front page. Second page, boys. I think we're 33rd right there. Oh. Oh, we got that. <laughs> That's good, Thomas. <laughs> so we got 100 points last week. All right. Not good enough. Let's make the picks for this week. And we'll do Finally, better. no more no more Thursday night football, Will. Oh, 
Uh, I'm kind of upset. I it's a it's a nice little oasis in the middle of the week. We do have uh, two college football games on Friday, though. Ooh, interesting. Of some importance. Nevada. If you're into that thing. Was Nevada? Oh no, no 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 no. <laughs> no, they played Monday morning at eight o'clock. That was when they played. <laughs> and they had no one left on their team. Um, oh. No, I'm talking about Cincinnati, Alabama, and Georgia, Michigan. Oh. College football playoff. Yeah. So that's New Year's Eve. That is New Year's Eve, Friday. Cool. And then the big bowl games played, what, a week later between them? Yeah, it should be the Monday after – Okay. Um, week 18 wraps up. It, it used to be, I used to love it because it came after uh, all the wild card games were over. Because that's like when you really need a Monday game after like the, the hangover of six football games in two days, yeah. like six playoff games. And now they've taken that away from us with the 18 game schedule, which is, uh, you know, 18 week schedule. It's really, yeah. really too bad. After everything bills. Yeah, got the Bills. So do 98% of the people. Uh, bills need to win this game now that they've regained first place in the AFC East. I don't think you it's think, it's a slam dunk, but... No, I don't think it's a slam dunk either. You think Arthur Smith's actually done like a pretty solid job? Uh, yeah, I would say he's been fine. First year head coach. They're seven and eight. They I don't feel like they lost Julio Jones in the offseason. Calvin Ridley is taking time away from football. So the really their uh re- receiver, their only receiver, their top flight guy is Kyle Pitts that they're relying on at tight end. Who tight ends, as we know, they need a year to develop. Uh, they resurrected Corderell Patterson uh, out of nowhere. True. So, yeah, I mean, I've, like, I don't think you usually fix a, a defense in a year, and that was the Falcons' real issue. And then on top of that, they lose a bunch of key offensive guys. So, yeah, I think it's fine. Um, we'll see what he does with an off se- another offseason and draft, and uh, they might have something there. But – I think Buffalo wins. Yeah, I'm still taking the Bills. Oh, we got a real dandy matchup here. Give me the no. I'm not. I'm not picking either Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm, who by the way, a lot of people want to say Ian Book was the last. He was the worst quarterback last week. No, Jake Fromm was the worst quarterback last <laughs> week, uh, and it wasn't even close. Um, at least Ian Book was throwing touchdowns to one team. Um, <laughs> No, I'm not ever picking the Mike Glennon, Jake Fromm cocktail to win a game. Uh, they're they are the hardest watch in the NFL yeah. right now. Giants, Bears, that's the game. 91% of the people taking the Bears. Is Nick Foles starting for the Bears? I can't question. even keep I don't up. see why not. I mean I don't care. I take the Bears as well. Now this is probably in my opinion, maybe the most interesting game of the week. Uh, just until Fields may return. Ooh, Fields may be oh, back. Well. Okay. Oh, well. Chiefs. I'm not changing my pick. No. Bear, bears all the way. Um, Chiefs, Bengals. Only 24% of the people taking 
the Bengals at home. This is kind of a key game for both teams because the Chiefs, I believe if they win, they can clinch their bye, their first round bye. Isn't that right? I'd have to see it. Um, I think it depends on what – I think the Titans would have to lose as well. Okay. Because the Titans beat the Chiefs, and they can both get, uh, yeah, 12 wins or whatever. Uh, gotcha. <clears throat> so they need a Titans loss, which is possible. They need a Titans loss, and they need to win. Um, the Bengals coming off their best game of the season, but – they're not going to get a depleted Chiefs team like they did a depleted Ravens secondary and, you know, no. whatever. But also the Bengals got cursed in my power rankings. Um, who Only 24% of the people think. See, the, I think the Bengals can hang with the Chiefs in terms of scoring points, but I need to see Cincinnati beat like a, a good team and go toe-to-toe with them because the Broncos really slowed them down. They scored the 15 points. Before that, they lost to, you know, the Chargers, and I don't know. I mean, all their their great wins have come inside the division. Not saying that's, that's like, not worth anything because it's actually worth quite a bit. Um, Yeah. But you'd like to see them show up against another AFC superpower because I don't think you're going to get – you know, if you want to win a playoff game, um, you're probably not going to be matched up with the Ravens, Steelers, or Browns going forward. Like you want to, you want to notch a win against the team like Kansas City, Buffalo, yeah. um, any of those guys, the Titans, any of, any of the big three there. The big three. So, what are we going to take the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs. All right, Dolphins, Titans. This is interesting. of the people taking the Titans. I've been hyping up the Dolphins, but I also admit their win streak has come against a lot of bad teams. Just one impressive win, really, against the Ravens. But I'd say winning seven games in a row against anybody is pretty impressive. Yeah, I know that's the thing. Like that's what I'm saying. I've been hyping them up, but I realize maybe against a good team, that win streak doesn't last and they're they're playing a weird good team in the Titans. They are the weirdest good team, I think. They're uh, when you watch them, they're like, "This is this is not a good team. This is yeah. just a this is probably a you know five and eleven team." If I were to take a guess, just based on the eye test, then you look and they're ten and five. Yeah, uh, uh, they they're really perplexing, but no, they they figured something out against the 49ers, which is um, just rely on AJ Brown. Probably what yeah. they well, he was, he was hurt. He was on the IR for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> he they, was they, out. <laughs> they got Julio Jones back, who immediately pulled his hamstring again. Uh, he's back in there. But, yeah, A.J. Brown was a he, – he made <laughs> Ryan Tannehill look a billion times better and more competent. Uh, they should get Derrick Henry back week 18. The Dolphins, their offensive line's bad. They don't run the ball well. Tua's safe. He keeps the he keeps them in games. Their defense is good. 
but I'm going to take Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins this. Okay. And I think that final AFC wildcard spot changes this week because the Dolphins own it right now at eight and seven. Speaking of the Raiders, uh, if they win this week, that is huge for them in terms of their playoff seating. Uh, they're playing a good Colts team. Uh, Carson Wentz was on COVID. Now he's got a chance to play Sunday because of the five-day shift from 10 to five days for COVID guys. Right. And, yeah, I think Indy's going to win this game. 82% of the people agree with me. Will, you got any reason to pick the Raiders here? Yeah, I mean, if if Wentz wasn't playing, I would probably take the Raiders because yeah. I, you know, I haven't seen anything out of Sam Ellinger. Um, but if it's five days, then I would assume that Wentz is going to make it back on the field. <laughs> what, yeah. Who at the CDC did the Colts have to bribe for that? For that gift? <laughs> that it was a uh, like Christmas present come late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they get they're getting a little lucky there. Um, I think the Colts will do what the Broncos did not do, and that's just run the ball at the Raiders and be successful with it. Uh, the Colts, too, should get a bunch of – get some of their offensive line back, and that should be huge. Yeah, I mean, anybody they get back is uh, an improvement on the offensive line from last week. I mean, yeah. how do you like – how do you watch that game and not come away, you know, with the idea that Jonathan Taylor is the epitome of valuable – yeah, I don't know. Maybe because he didn't have any big runs and that like crazy big runs, um, just ate away at him slowly, ate away at the soul. All right, Jags Patriots. Can't, can't argue with Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, let's. No, it's it's a two way race now. Rodgers, uh, Taylor. So we got the best rookie quarterback, <laughs> not named Davis Mills. Best rookie not yep. named Davis Mills. And then uh, we have Trevor Lawrence, who has not thrown a touchdown in um, – Four straight games. Four straight games. I don't think he threw one for four straight games before then either. Does he get one against the Patriots? Ooh, I doubt it. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I think he'll throw a touchdown to the Patriots. <laughs> Fair enough. Dude, he's only had one game this season where he's thrown for more than one touchdown, and that was week one at the Texans. He threw three TDs and three picks. Um, he since like then, half of his touchdowns in the first five quarters of his career because he threw it on the opening drive week two against Denver. Yeah, and he only had one in that game. One the next week against the Cardinals, zero against the Bengals, one against the Titans, one against the Dolphins, one against the Seahawks. Zero, zero, zero. So right now, since November 7th, Trevor Lawrence has thrown one touchdown pass. That's, That's rough. Four. That's eight games, one touchdown pass. Uh, to his credit, he's only thrown five picks in that time, and four of those picks came in one game against the Titans. I mean, we ha obviously you have to give – Trevor Lawrence, like a, an opportunity with a new regime, but God, like it is not being talked enough, quite enough um, about how looks. disappointing this season's been. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, who are the two guys like coming into the draft were really Fields and Lawrence, and neither of them uh, – Fields has been better than Lawrence, not by a lot. Um, and then yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird scenario too, and we'll get to it when the 49ers play, but Trey Lance has you know made just a couple appearances for the 49ers yeah. after I moving mean, up to third overall for him. Just was Trevor right. Lawrence's best season in college as a rookie or as his freshman year or whatever? Yeah, I mean, that was the year he won the national championship. I don't know if it was statistically his best season, um, but definitely his most successful. I think if you had just paused right after – or if you had put him in the draft after his true freshman year, yeah, he would have gone number one overall. But then again, like so would, so would have uh, Josh Rosen. He looked like a number one overall pick after 2015. I guess, yeah, his sophomore year statistically was better. Um, And then a little bit of a regression his junior year. But all of them good. Uh, I think he can be saved. I think he can be saved. I think that's just how bad shit is in Jacksonville. Uh, But we're going to take the Patriots in that one. And speaking of, you've got the number two pick, Zach Wilson. Going against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 98% of the people taking Tampa. Tom Brady got plenty of experience against the Jets. Uh, I think this game will be a little tougher than people might think for Tampa. But, uh, yeah, they'll, I believe the Bucs win. Um, yeah. No, I'm not going to argue with you. Although I do think Zach Wilson's putting something together. Yeah, I mean, he had 52 yard something. touchdown run. Yeah, he's he's got the you know he's got a little bit of a penchant for a big play every now and then. Yeah, it's probably the the best play he's made since he beat the Titans um, with that incredible yeah. throw. Can't remember who who it was too, but um, yeah, I think Zach Wilson's kind of secured his job for next year. Honestly, it's just the longer we go, the nicer it looks that the Broncos did not draft a quarterback in last draft. And people are like, this is the best quarterback draft since the Josh Allen quarterback draft. Which Yeah, is the draft we know for sure that this draft is the worst draft since 2013, apparently. Yeah. How you do you guys stop, pretend, stop pretending to know? Just stop pretending. You don't know. No one knows right. anything. I don't no. know anything. Yeah, it's just a guess. <laughs> Football team, Eagles, 75% taking the Eagles. Washington coming off a horrific loss to the Cowboys. Horrible. I don't think it'll be as bad, but I am going to take the Eagles. I like what they're I like what Philly's doing. I like Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback ever, but I think he's the right fit for that offense. And they've figured out the formula to win with him. And it's the same formula the Ravens use with Jamar Lamar Jackson. Uh just commit to the run. Let your QB run. Let your running backs run, and take your your shots when you need to. And yeah, the Eagles would be a really tricky team, I think, to match up with in the playoffs. Yeah, if your run defense isn't stout, like that's um, that's you're immediately you're on probably a, gonna lose. Alert. Yeah, you're probably gonna lose. Yeah, you're fucked. Um, so, but then again, like if you're, you know, if you can shut down the run, then you could beat the Eagles 35 to 10 in the wild card round. So there's a lot of yeah. variance there. They're, they're going to be, you know, 
they're the definition of a wild card, I think, heading into the playoffs. Yeah. Fun to watch, too. They're a fun team. I like watching them right now. Uh, so we'll take the Eagles over Washington. Then you got Ravens, Rams. Is Lamar Jackson back yet? What the fuck? <laughs> um, okay, he returned to practice. But he is limping considerably. <laughs> what about Tyler Huntley? Is he back? Let me look. Is the Reagan, can the Ravens start their second stringer this week? Uh, okay, yeah, well, he was just on the COVID list, so he should be able to get off of that now. Either way, I think we take take the Rams here. It's I can't I just can't rely on Baltimore uh, with their injuries. So, or their whatevers. Yeah, I mean they're they're just as injured on the defensive side of the ball as well, which uh, yeah. I think Joe Burrow pointed out quite astutely last week. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, Chargers. Take the Chargers to beat the Broncos. Only 9% think Denver can win. Let's hope uh, they beat the, the Chargers beat us. I expect – this is what I expect. I expect Brandon Staley to convert so many fourth downs in this game that – I have to call him the best coach I've ever seen at the conclusion. That's the um, optimal scenario yeah. in my mind. <laughs> who would Brandon McManus rather play for? Brandon Staley, who would die not kicking field goals, or Vic Fangio, <laughs> who will give McManus 10 seconds to kick a 55-yarder? Yeah, it's a true Sophie's choice. Um <clears throat> I mean, at least you get to earn your paycheck with Vic Fangio. Yeah. It's a stressful work environment, though. I would rather yeah. kick for the Chargers. I would want to be a kicker for the Chargers <laughs> and know there's going to be a lot of games where I don't even have to try to kick a field goal. Just yeah, extra you can show up hungover and be like, okay, I'm going to you know, knock in a couple 37-yarders and then call yeah. it a day. I would basically, at practice, I would uh, kick 30 However many, whatever is like a normal number, I would kick 30 PATs and then try like five field goals and be like, good. As long as you're making all your PATs for the Chargers, you might you might be all right. Yeah. And even then, they'll probably go for two like half the time. Yeah, that's true. Texans, Niners, uh, San Francisco, maybe they played Trey Lance this week. Maybe not. Jimmy G. It has, sounds but... like it, right? Yeah, he... well – Jimmy G wants to play, but he's got a thumb ligament and bone chip or some shit. Although he played through it during the game, it didn't look like it was really affecting him, but I think it's going to be up to Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I don't understand it because you traded up so much to get to number three to take Trey Lance. And what's the most you know, valuable contract in sports? It's the rookie quarterback contract. Right, and you're wasting. You you get five years. You get four. You know, really cheap years. Then you get a fifth year option, and you're wasting one of those years. So you're you know you're slowing down his development unless he really hits the ground running in year two. Like I think this is like a pretty monumental failure by the 49ers. It's not like Jimmy Garoppolo's um, lighting it up to the point where uh, you know you have to keep him on the field. He's he's doing enough, but. 
you know, the 49ers are an eight and seven team. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't think you, you have to keep Trey Lance on the bench, uh, you know, to preserve your shot and the shot to go to the playoffs. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I think a little bit in that, um, I think Jimmy G's value is higher than it was before the season. So maybe, you know, and he's got another year on his contract, so you got to trade him. So maybe you've increased his value a little bit and maybe you get a little bit back that you had to give up to get Trey Lance. That's my only thought. Maybe yeah. you're just like, oh shit, Trey Lance is a lot worse than we thought and <laughs> we do not want to start him right now. Yeah, before the uh, the Titans game, someone should have um, injured purposely injured Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, and then just you know let him sit out the rest of the season. Then his trade value would have been astronomical compared to what Ooh, it is. Would have been huge. You know, those, those two picks against Tennessee. Yeah. All right, we got Cardinals Cowboys sixty nine percent taking Dallas. I'm gonna take Dallas. I think they're hot. I think their defense is really good. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals back their way into the playoffs. Um, yeah. It's kind of awkward when you're in a losing streak and, and you still, like, have to put on the hat and the, and the shirt. Well, I guess you don't get one if you're a wild card, so kind of a moot point. But um, <laughs> it just reminds me of the Broncos when they went 8-5, and five, lost three games in a row, and clinched the division Yeah, uh, week 17 with a loss. 100%. Okay, so you agree with Dallas there? I'm with you. Okay. Interesting game in terms of, I don't know who wins this one, Panthers, Saints. (laughs) Panthers are going to start Sam Darnold. Saints uh, should get Taysom Hill back, I think, right? Let's find out. He was just on COVID, right? They will not say. Uh, Let's assume it's Taysom Hill. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll take the Saints. Their defense. (laughs) Their defense is good. Uh, Lions, Seahawks. 89% say Seattle. Wow. Yeah, I'll take Seattle. I don't care. All right. Vikings, Packers. Just 7% taking Minnesota. Minnesota will have Dalvin Cook back, though, because of the COVID rule shifting. Um, Packers need to win. They're trying to get that first-round bye in the NFC, and I think it's important for them because they've got key injuries. Green Bay, you're going to take them? You're going to stop me? No, I'm I'm riding with Green Bay. And then Monday Night Football, a game we all thought might be a – Good game at the beginning of the season. Now, two disappointing teams this year. The Steelers I saw coming. The Steelers, I was never sold on Ben Roethlisberger for this season, and that's proved correct. The Browns are a big disappointment. Baker Mayfield coming off that four-pick game against the Packers. But 65% still say the Browns better than the Steelers. I feel like these two teams are going to be competing for quarterbacks in the offseason. Oh, they might be. Like, they're, they're two 
fairly attractive destinations, I think. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a free agent or a guy who's on the trade market or even a rookie, yeah. um, <clears throat> I think the Steelers are more likely to draft someone. And I don't know, like it feels like Tyler Huntley would be a good addition to either of these teams. And I wrote that in the um, in the quarterback video TV. that we're going to have coming out soon. The problem is Baltimore, I don't think, would trade uh, a young, no. promising quarterback within the division. No. Unless they really don't think very much of Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Harbaugh <clears> would <throat> never do that. No. Who are you going to take? What do you think? Ah, this, like, this is really the definition of a coin flip here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll take the Steelers. I think coming off of a loss is a great time to take the Steelers, almost always. Cool. Well, we did it. We, we picked it. all the games with deadly accuracy. <laughs> uh, next week will probably be a little faster, a little easier to pick. A lot of teams will be eliminated. Maybe. We'll have less to play for. I don't know. But we appreciate you listening. And we'll have a Broncos Chargers preview up later this week. And that's Ooh, that. Oh, God. Yeah, we do. Forgot <laughs> about that, huh, Will? Oh, man. I hope everyone else forgets about it, too. No, watch it. <laughs> okay, good night. And John Elway played his entire career without an ACL. And good The NFL season is winding down. The playoffs, they'll be here before you know it. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has offers that are getting even more amazing. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Don't miss this action and just use code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get NFL action with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Even in the morning. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. Just bet $5 on any NFL team and win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.